Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to the Strange Catholic Show. Due to some technical difficulties, we were only able to have the Saints Spotlight this week. I do apologize, you will not have the normal conversation. And in fact, part of the technical difficulties uh, meant that Bob was not able to be on for this part of the show. So it was just Terry and myself. But we hope and pray that you still enjoy the Saints Spotlight and you'll grow in a greater love and admiration for this great saint who is a great witness to the church and her teachings. Now for the Saint Spotlight, we'll turn it over to Terry. St. Robert Bellarmine, uh, whose feast day is coming up on September the 17th. He is the patron saint of canon lawyers, canonists, catechists, catechumens, and the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, Ohio. One of the great saints of the Jesuit order, St. Robert has also been declared a doctor of the church. Robert was a brilliant student who put his gifts at the service of the church. He considered a leading, he is considered rather, a leading figure in the Catholic counter-reformation and strongly supported the self-reformed decrees of the Council of Trent. Robert Bellarmine was born October the 4th, 1542. He was the third of 10 children to Vincenzo Bellarmine and Cinzia Cervini, an impoverished, no, an impoverished noble Italian family. His mother, a niece of a cardinal who would later become Pope Marcellus II, was dedicated to almsgiving, prayer, meditation, fasting, and mortification. His early intellectual accomplishments gave his father hope that Robert would restore the family's fortunes through a political career. His mother, mother's wish that he enter the Society of Jesus prevailed. Educated by Jesuits as a boy, he joined their order on September 20th, 1560. He studied philosophy for three years in Rome, then taught humanities until 1567, when he began a study of theology that lasted until 1569. The final stage of his training emphasized the refutation of Protestant errors. Robert received ordination to the priesthood in Belgium, where his sermons drew crowds of both Catholics and Protestants. 
after ordination, he was assigned to teach Greek at a boys' school. A legend about Robert tells us that since he could not speak or read Greek, the only way he could teach it to his students was to stay one lesson ahead of them. Later, he wrote a book, How to Teach Hebrew to College Students. This, too, was a language Robert did not know. The only way he could teach it was to first learn Hebrew himself and then teach it to others. In 1576, he returned to Italy and took up an academic position addressing the theological controversies. The resulting work, his disputations, became a classic of Catholic apologetics. Near the end of 1580, the esteemed theologian became the spiritual father to the Roman college. He served as a guide to St. Aloysius Gonzaga near the end of the young Jesuit's life and helped produce the authoritative Latin text of the Bible called for by the recent Council of Trent. Around the century's end, Robert became an advisor to Pope Clement VIII. The Pope named him a cardinal in 1599, declaring him to be the most educated man in the church and stating that he had not his equal for learning. Robert played a part in a debate between Dominicans and Jesuits regarding grace, though the Pope later decided to appoint and consecrate him as Archbishop of Capua. In 1605, Clement VIII died and was succeeded by Leo XI, who reigned only 26 days, and then by Paul V. In both conclaves, especially that latter, the name of Bellarmine was much before the electors, greatly to his own distress, but his quality as a Jesuit stood actually against him in the judgment of many of the cardinals. The new pope insisted on keeping him at Rome, and the cardinal, obediently complying, demanded that at least he should be released from an episcopal charge of the duties of which he could no longer fulfill. He was now made a member of the Holy Office and of other congregations, and thenceforth was the chief advisor of the Holy See in the theological department of its administration. In the early years of the 17th century, the Cardinal took a public stand for the Church's freedom when it came under attack in Venice and then in England. He also attempted, though not successfully, to negotiate peace between the Vatican and his personal friend, Galileo Galilee over the scientist's insistence that not only the earth but the entire universe revolved around the sun. Although he was one of the most powerful men in Rome, Bellarmine lived an austere life. He gave most of his money to the poor, and once he gave the tapestries from his living quarters to the poor, saying that the walls wouldn't catch cold. 
While he took little regard for his own comforts, he always saw to it that his servants and aides had everything that they needed. Cardinal Bellarmine retired due to health problems in the summer of 1621. Two years before, he had set out his thoughts on the end of earthly life in a book titled The Art of Dying Well. In that work, the Cardinal explained that preparing for death was life's most important business, since the state of one soul at death would determine the person's eternal destiny. St. Robert died on September 17, 1621. The process for his canonization was begun in 1627, but was delayed actually until 1930 for political reasons stemming from his writings. In 1930, Pope Pius XI canonized him and then the next year declared him a doctor of the church. And that gentleman is St. Robert Bellarmine. St. Robert Bellarmine, pray for us. Pray for us. A beautiful tidbit about St. Robert is that this year, 2021, will actually be the 400th anniversary when we celebrate this great saint. So it's a great triumphant feast that we'll have for St. Robert Bellarmine, who, as you mentioned, uh, was maybe delayed in his canonization. But, you know, what's beautiful about that is we can still look to his writings and how he refuted some things that are still that still come up today, even in the church with uh, our dis disagreements with the Protestants and how he responded, how close he was to the Council of Trent and just his fervent. I mean, I mean what a learned man. And then still to absolutely use that knowledge to help build up the church and give her some resources. Hence, he's a doctor of the church. An amazing, amazing saint. We, you know, we in our Catholic faith are so blessed with so amazing men and women that have led us through their life example to maybe strive to be a better version of ourselves. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely challenging in his writings, but it's beautiful too. You can take, um, you know, his disputations, whatever you want to read um, from St. Robert Bellarmine, and just take that to meditation. You know, take a chunk of that um, with some scripture that he's referencing and use that for your, you know, 30 minutes of contemplative prayer. So, we, you know, there's endless possibilities, I would say. Well, and you just pointed out to me, too, you know, from the uh, Office of Readings, uh, the Trieste on the Ascent of the Mind to God by St. Robert. Uh, just reading the first couple of paragraphs here as we were doing some of the pre-podcast conversation. Um, I mean, amazing, amazing writing. Yeah, beautiful way to kind of draw in different pieces of scripture and where, how do we lift our mind to God? Absolutely. Well, it's that time in the podcast where we ask you, the listeners, to go out and rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you might be listening. We, of course, want to hear your comments. We want to know your prayer intentions. We want to pray with you and for you. 
you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or any platform you're listening on, but it's most beneficial if you send those prayer requests, especially into strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash strangecatholics. And please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We don't even have Bob on because you guys didn't sign up enough. So we need we need we need uh, we need need more people. We we need need many more subscribers to get Bob back on. Um, Yeah. So check out the last couple YouTube uploads we've done. There's some great video on there. A link is in the description. And now we'll head towards our closing prayer. And Terry is going to lead us in that. Let's begin, my brothers, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious Father, we thank you so much for the beauty of this day, this time together with my brothers to evangelize and to just be in your presence. Heavenly Father, we lift up in prayer many, many souls today, but especially uh for the protection of life from conception to natural death. For all those who are preparing for marriage, may the Holy Spirit open their hearts to the love of God as the center of their married lives. For Gianna and all cancer patients, through the intercession of Saint Peregrine, may God bring them healing, hope, and peace. For all world leaders that they advocate for peace. For Joshua, Jeremy, and the Hennepin children, and all those suffering from COVID-19 or any other ailment, may Jesus, the divine physician, grant them healing. For those selling their home, may St. Joseph intercede that God's will be done. And Heavenly Father, we I know we talked about your beautiful child of God, St. Robert Bellarmine. And in closing tonight, we are going to offer up this prayer. God, our Father, you gave St. Robert Bellarmine wisdom and goodness to defend the faith of your church. By his prayers, may we always rejoice in the profession of our faith. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. And until next week, love you, brothers. Love you, brother. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. 
This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day, and may God bless you.